So we're at the Black Cow in Portland, Maine. Uh, this is for the Love of Film podcast, the Burgers with Bob's episode. Um, and because you guys couldn't hear it, we actually recorded an episode last week at, uh, we saw The Shining, Shining. Yep. Uh, at Kendall Square Cinemas in, uh, in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yep. And unfortunately, we had a... <laughs> We had a mishap. We actually had a couple mishaps. We we I think it was cursed. Yeah, Nate cursed it. It's true. <laughs> Nate Doyle did curse it because he said he didn't want to be on the podcast. Nate Doyle is an old friend of mine who also is a um, server at the Friendly Toast in Cambridge. Um, he started. Uh, well, he didn't want me to say how many years he's worked at the company, but it was far more than I had guessed. Um, but uh, we were having some audio problems, which oddly enough, the vacuum you didn't didn't. didn't show up at all on the audio that's so weird so amazing so annoying yeah because this woman was basically vacuuming right next over our shoulder and then so one of the bartenders knocked over the recorder and then uh what did it in was a champagne bottle did you hear the pub nope you didn't Uh. hear it we're just talking (laughs) then all of a sudden it shuts off Uh. so um i mean you hear a little clink and that but you didn't hear the pop yeah so I mean, this thing's pretty good as far as, like, directional. Like, it'll basically pick us up through. There's a, uh, so the stained, well, actually, it's not stained glass because it's all one color. Either that or it's incredibly faded. But there's a, there's a, there's a caduceus staff in the glass there. So I don't know if this, I don't know if this, I mean, this is a very high ceiling uh, brick building. This must have been something else beforehand because I'm pretty sure that's a, that was a fireplace. Um, we're in the old port in Portland. This place hasn't, I forget what used to be here, but yeah. I don't think this place has been here that long. Yeah, this is a counter service restaurant, which is, I think, a first for our mm-hmm. Burgers with Bob's adventures. Um, yeah. uh, I was excited because the meal cost me less than $13. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. I got the. I think we both got a cheeseburger. Yeah, the cheeseburger sandwich. Cheeseburger sandwich. Yeah, everything's everything's titled old time and foolish here. But I will say that the uh, two gals at the counter were very pleasant. Helped me find an outlet to plug my phone into because I'm very low. I'm at eighteen percent right now. I should, should turn that off because it charges faster when it's not displayed. Just throw it on airplane mode. But then you would be cut off from society. Um, I, I should. Ex- I just don't feel like turning it on to, to go through and yeah. do that. I because I was at a I was at the farmers market today, and I was at I had to use Waves uh, or Waze. Waze, um, yeah, yeah, the app to once I got to Sanford. Oh wow, yeah, that was incredibly fast. Yeah, that was. Thank you. Thank you. I love your. Uh, um, yeah, your plague doctor. I did a plague doctor painting uh, similar to that about a year ago. That's really cool. Um, wow, that was really quick. Yeah. So these are small burgers. Yeah. Actually, the burger itself doesn't look all that small. I like just looking at yours because it's not a uniform burger. It was clearly hand padded. Like these fries are in, fucking amazing. In the last, awesome. Thank you. Wow. So we ordered less than five minutes ago, and food is already here. It's, I mean, these are fresh fries. Yeah. Um, it's similar in presentation to uh, it's a fucking burger place that's owned by the Mormons. In-N-Out Burger. Oh, In-N-Out. Uh, there's no... 
Bible verse on the fry container that or, I can tell. Um, yeah, no printing. There's none on the bottom of the cups either. Um, but they, the cups are labeled black cow, so it could be some kind of cult. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, you had to order the burger and the fries separately. It's very bare bones, but... But still, it was pretty inexpensive. Yeah, it was still cheaper than... And these are like... They're not really string. Cut. Yeah, they're, they're almost string fries, but they're really good. Yeah, fries are tasty. Um, I'm dive into this burger. You got, you had them remove something. Was it the onions? Pickles. Pickles. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so the bun is a little damp, but we'll see. Yeah, that bun isn't big enough. Like I took one bite. Everything's falling out. No, it's just kind of shifting. That CT sauce is weird. This is a good goddamn fucking cheeseburger. I don't. Do you like? See, I don't love mustard. See, I do. Oh, this is gonna sound like a slight, and it's not, but it's very reminiscent of a McDonald's cheeseburger as far as the flavor, but like a thick burger. This is like. This is the kind of burger you would get from McDonald's if we were in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Like, the flavors are good. Now that I'm not, I'm kind of away from the, the mustard. Yeah. The rest of it's really good, but yeah, this so thing is, like, falling apart my hands. So it's CT mayonnaise, which is, uh, what was it? Ketchup? Confit no. tomatoes, yeah. I think. Something tomato. Mm-hmm. But it's good. For me, there's a little much on the mustard on the top. Yeah. Um, I'm eating it faster than I normally would only because it's falling apart in my hand. Yeah. And not even in a bad way. It's just to real. It's all kind of, the bun is just a little bit too small. Yeah. So it's all kind of shifting. But it's good. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask how, how we wanted our burgers. I think they do it just yeah. one way. That always kind of gives me some concern sometimes. I think it's because they're hand-pressed. I think if you did it... Because these are... I would say these are medium well. Mine's... I still have a hair of pink in mine. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I think because it's a looser-pressed burger, I think if you cooked it less, it wouldn't hold together. Yeah. I have an order behind us too just got his yeah guy went outside it's well, we scare people off yeah which is fine by me um yeah it's a really good burger I like I'm not going to but I could easily eat another one of these yeah if I didn't have a bacon donut today I might rewind a little bit so Portland has one of the best donut places, Holy Donut. It's actually right down the street from Yeah, there. I drove past and my stepsister was telling me about it because there was one in Sanford that closed. Oh, the Sanford one closed? Yeah. So I went to the Scarborough one, mm-hmm. but I was driving on the highway here and I was like, well, I know that donut's going to only be like five minutes off my route. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not up here that often. So I... I detoured about 10 minutes and went to the Holy Donut in Scarborough. Yeah. It's a... It's not a traditional donut. It's more of a... It's kind of like... 
this isn't going to describe it really well, but it's kind of like a Boston cream. But instead of the Boston cream, there's bacon and cheddar in the middle of it. I'm making a face like I want to throw up. A yeah. So it's not the greatest analogy. It's basically an enclosed burger, uh, an enclosed donut. So the donut's all on the outside, and the inside is bacon and cheddar. Mm-hmm. And their donuts are all potato-based. This thing is by far the best donut I've ever had. Really? I actually got two. That's a bold statement. Yeah. I've got, I got two, and I ate one. I was going to keep both of them, but I was like, this thing, they, they stay warm because they keep them warm. It's like, no, I gotta, I gotta, I can't not eat one. Right. So I devoured one. Nice. Um, the first time I had it, I was a courier up here. And I knew about it for a while, and I finally was able to stop. And I purposely drove an hour, well, no, I drove about two miles away before I bit into it, because I, I had a feeling if I hadn't, I'd go back for a right. second one. Right, yeah. Um best donut I ever had was actually in Silver Lake, California. I can't tell you the name of it. I've asked my friend Michelle about 20 times what the name of it is. <laughs> she tells me every time and I immediately forget. But, and it's a vegan donut shop. And I've, I've probably told you this story. I know I've told plenty of people this story before, but that was the vegan donut shop that I met Tegan and Sarah in. Um, yeah. You've probably seen that picture. Yeah, and I've also... Um, in, I've talked about it on a podcast or two. So I'm now in the stage where I'm doing your podcast, mm-hmm. and I've heard that story three podcasts in a row. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. That's the best goddamn donuts I've ever had. I got a blueberry donut. That's awesome. Um, I didn't get to go back on my last trek just because I was so crunched for time in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing about Los Angeles because I always like when I'm not there always like I hate Los Angeles I don't actually hate Los Angeles I hate traveling to and from Los Angeles no I was two or three years ago I went out there for work yeah and it was a pretty busy work trip I basically flew into San Diego stayed in San Diego a day drove up to LA stayed in LA for a day then then flew up to uh, what's the town outside of San Francisco that's just oh, south. No, it's south. My cousin lives there, and I'm Santa. No, that's not. That's not. San Luis Obispo. No, I can't remember what it was. But it was. It was just south of um, San Francisco, and it was. It was gorgeous out there. It was the first time that I remember being out there, but I definitely want to go back. I had people telling me when to drive, so I didn't hit that much traffic, but I could tell. There was very few, like when I lived in Arizona, anytime I would go to LA, I would time it, so I would get into LA between three and four in the morning. There you go. <laughs> only because that's like one of the only few times where there, I mean, and it was still, there's traffic on the road, like there's oh, never, I imagine. there's never not traffic. Um, it's good. I still got these fries I'm working on. Um, I guess it, for price, it was good. I wish it was a little bit bigger, but yeah, flavor-wise, a little less mustard on mine. Yeah, if it had everything that was on it, the flavor of that burger, 
as a full-size burger, I would give it an eight. As it is, I'd give it a seven. See, I don't like mustard as much, so I think mine's like a solid six. Yeah, I love mustard. Yeah, if it was bigger, I would probably give it a seven. Yeah. But the flavor of everything else. Really tasty and yeah. surprising considering how quickly it was made. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we haven't even talked about the film yet. Yeah, so we saw How to Meet Girls at Parties. Isn't it How to Talk to, how to, girl. talk to Girls at Parties, yeah. which is sort of a clunky title. And we didn't, I Bob do. knew nothing about yeah. it other than the title. I had seen the preview last week when I went to the Luna Theater and saw Ward uh, McEnroe. It's weird. So. In the U.S., it's called Borg and McEnroe. Yeah. In the in Europe, it's called Borg McEnroe, and in Sweden, it's just called Borg. It's weird because it's it's an actual like it's a split production. It's Swedish and German and American production. Yeah, I don't think it's going to play anywhere else but Bologna. Did you see it? it? I really liked it. I haven't reviewed it yet on here, but I don't think I'm going to see it because I don't think it's going to play anywhere else besides Luna. And I think it's already gone. Yeah. Because they don't keep stuff around. It, yeah, they basically play it three times and that's it. Yeah. Um, the guy who played... So, the guy who plays Borg looks an incredible amount like him and I'm not familiar with the actor. But the real-life Borg, his son played himself as a child, which is kind of cool. Um, but so I had seen the preview for how to talk to girls at parties um, I was like it looked weird and I like the stuff that Ella Fanning has done in the last three or four years she's yeah. done a lot of weird projects have you seen time. Neon De- Demon? I told you to go see it okay that's yeah. right I couldn't yeah. remember because when I saw it I told you to see it and told, and told Greg not to yeah. get near it because me and Todd Hunter saw it. Yeah. I was like, I like that. I was like, other yeah. I was like, yeah. Because Todd Hunter and I, and you and I, have similar, you yeah. know, sense of uh, films. Yep. Um, and other than Nicole Kidman, I really didn't know who any of the other actors in this were. Um, so I knew one of the guys that popped up every once in a while because, like, an uncooked one made it through. I thought that was an onion for a second. <laughs> no, potato. Huh. It's blanched, it's just not fried. That, that's why they're so crispy and tender in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the one of the guys is a comedian that does a lot of British TV shows, and I think that's why I noticed it. It was odd hearing Nicole Kidman do a British accent. Uh, I don't... I don't know if I could remember what her natural... I know she's Australian, but I don't think she has a thick accent. No, because... I mean... I actually don't know if she lives in the U.S. or Australia. Um, but she's been working in Hollywood long enough that I'm sure some of it's faded. Yeah. I And I, I... Even during the film, I said to you, I hate Nicole Kidman, which is true. I hate her in this because... I mean, she plays someone that you're you're supposed to mildly despise, anyways. Yeah. So she did it well. And she wasn't she wasn't in a lot of it. She she kind of came and went. Right. 
but it was the typical like goth or punk grandmother kind of right. role or I guess more mother figure that was left behind when everybody else became famous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a it was, it a was weird, weird movie. I mean, I liked it. It was it was one of the weirder films I've seen in a while. I don't I was thinking there's only one movie that I could relate it to and it's almost given away the movie, which is it's like I don't know if I want to do that or not. Mm. But I mean, I might as well. You're talking about Star Trek Four, right? <laughs> Basically, the plot of so Leonard no. Nimoy has to save the whales in this. Oh, is that the one they go back to San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They Star Trek was never good when they did time traveling. See, I, that's a really good movie. It's just not a really good Star Trek movie. I don't. Know. I don't think I've seen it outside of the one time I saw it. In I watched it. I rewatched it last year. It's fun. Yeah. I mean. Bear in mind, Nimoy did Three Men and a Baby the year after. Nimoy was in Three Men and a Baby? No, he directed. He also directed uh, Star Trek Four. He also directed Star Trek Three. Which one's three? The one where... Sorry, spoiler, at the end of Star Trek Two, Spock dies. Star Trek Three is what he oh, he's a teenager. Spock. Yeah. 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 So he's only in the very last scene. Yep. Uh, and then there's like six others after that too, aren't there? Yeah. Well, the was it the undiscovered country? I had, the oh, right. Thank Those you. burgers were delicious. Yeah, they were very good. Um, I can't think of the name of the character. Um, she has a Miyazaki tattoo. She did. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I have a Miyazaki tattoo. Do you? That Prince Mononoke tattoo. Her, hers is from Spirited Away. The uh, nothing face? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I almost wore my nothing face. I, I was wearing my nothing face shirt this morning when I woke up, but I slept in it. Cool. Well, it's one of those things. So I worked at the restaurant last night, so I'm disgusting and all wet when I get home from work. Is that the shirt you went to bed in? No, no, no. Oh, okay. So when I get, so I am not, I am typically um, not a night shower. Like I shower in the morning. Yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty restless sleeper, so usually when I wake up, I'm fairly like, yeah, I need to take a shower. And, yeah. But so when I wash dishes, I'm always like soaked, soaking wet, yeah. and I don't want to climb into bed, yeah, like that. So I will take a shower when I get home, and then you have to wash the restaurant off for sure. Yeah, and it's funny because I pretty much can't get the smell of the restaurant off my hands completely for like a day and a half. Like uh, the next day, I'll smell my hands. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> Um, it's not terrible, but it's, I mean, because when I worked at the bagelry, <clears throat> when I was a baker there, my hands would smell like cooking yeah. for two days. I, I worked at Jokins for like two or three years, yeah. and I had the, once I got home, I had to like throw everything in the laundry, because it, it just smelled like, like fry oil in that place. Yeah, when I, um, when I was a baker at the bagelry, I actually would leave, I, would, I had sneakers that were just for work yeah. that I would leave in the hallway outside um, because they smelled so bad. Yeah. Um, it's what, I love cooking, but I would never work in a restaurant again. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't like, I don't like the environment. I, so twice this week, uh, delivering, I'm, I'm doing delivery for a bread making or for a, a bread company, a bakery that I had to help make 
Sorry, my words are failing me. I had to make help. You're going into a burger coma. Yeah, I had. I really am. It's that hot cheese and the grease is just making me want to take a nap right now. I um, we also make pizza dough for a restaurant, and oh, I was okay. helping uh, the owner make you know dough balls. And my hands smelled like dough afterwards, but I'm like, I actually like this smell. Like, I'm sure if it was every day, I would get sick of it. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure his wife is sick of the smell of bread, but. Either that or it just reminds me of him. Yeah. So maybe it's a nostalgia. Yeah, do thing. you eat do you eat bread? Sounds like a weird question. I I eat everything. Do you want a loaf of bread? I'll, I'll take a loaf of bread. Yeah. Um anyway, we've we we <laughs> barely talked about this movie. So it's one of those things like even watching it, I was like, this is gonna be a hard one to talk about because it's so odd. Well it's I mean, it's not really much of I mean, I don't really want to give it away, but like early on in the film you get the premise of it's an odd premise. Like the first shot, I thought they were still doing uh, production companies. So did I. Yeah. And then then and it went like, on. oh, it's actually a storytelling. Thing. Yeah. And then it started going on, and then because yeah. well, that was my thought, because I was like, this production house setup <laughs> thing is taking a long time. Yeah. Um, That's one thing I've noticed in the last probably the last two years. I. I timed one of them. I mean, I time all the movies I go into, but I looked and I forget which one it was, but it was almost two minutes of production companies before the movie started. And I understand that it's hard to make movies now, but it's like, you don't need a title card for every production company when there's like 20 of them. Or just two seconds, show it on the screen. Yeah. don't, Don't make a mini movie for each one of them. It's just like, and it's a weird thing about the production company, uh, like the the title cards for films, because so many of them, the graphic, like the the little film that yeah. sets up the logo, is far more interesting than the actual like Mandalay Entertainment, the one with the tiger, yeah. where it's the tiger in the jungle. It looks really cool, and then it becomes a static illustration. Yeah. And that I don't like that one. Same thing with Alcon Entertainment, the archer drawing yeah, the bow, like, and then yeah. it just turns to this stupid drawing. The one I like is I like Scott Free. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I still, that's the bird. Yeah. Right. Well, it's the guy walking, and then yeah. he turns into the bird. Right. Yeah. But that it also means that it's usually a Ridley Scott movie, so that helps. Right. And then the other one that I see a lot is I. What is it? I four films, and they kind of change theirs every year. It was in this one too, and it, it it's basically the one I always remember is it. It's a camera shot, and then you they change the angle. So you, everything yeah, yeah. lines up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bad Robot's one of the most well-known ones. But that one still annoys me. Um, I'm trying to remember whose company the Bad Hat Harry one is. Oh, I, it's uh, it's uh, it's Bad Hat Harry. No, like who who, who does it? But it's, it's what's his name? Brian or uh, Brian, Brian Singer? Yeah, because it used to be at the. Was it at the end of House? That it always drove me nuts. Maybe. Yeah. Because uh, that's where a lot of them stick in my head is from TV. Right. At the end of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a so it's a weird sci-fi punk punk comedy. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I mean, it's 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 a it's it, not a it's dramatic, but it's not a drama. There was there was shots early on, like the opening shots that I was like, oh, if this whole movie's this way, I'm gonna be very pissed. Where they're on the bike and it's oh, like, the the scanning, yeah. yeah. I was like, if this whole the blurry, movie's this yeah. way, I'm not gonna enjoy this. They but, went back and did another shot like yeah. that, but yeah, it was a montage thing. Yeah, it had some like it, 
there are parts of it that reminded me of uh, the young ones yeah. early on. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of its own thing, and it was. Uh, See, it reminded me a little of like Sing Street, a little bit, just like, but that's like young boys in England right. kind of thing. And uh, going back to it, the only thing I can like get close to it is Starman. Yeah. It reminded me about halfway through. I was like, oh, this is kind of like sure. somebody kind of re-updating Starman. The thing, what I liked most in the movie was the moments in the house with N and what was her name? Z? Z? Zen? Zen. 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 And the, and the mother. Yeah. The and I wish were... there was more of that because there was really only one segment of that. Because yeah. the punk stuff I didn't care as much about. No, uh, it's been done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, been done better. Yeah, it's been done way better. Um, the dance sequence with his with his buddy, uh, like when they're first in the house, that was fun. The, the, I love when they come across the house and they're discovering it. And all the windows yeah. are in the different colors. Yeah, so, that uh, was really cool. Yeah, officially, it was it, it was really interesting. Um, they did some cool stuff with colors and textures. Um, I didn't pick up until, you know, almost the climax that each, like, group had a different color. Had a different color, but the leader of it, had they're, a, they're yeah. textured, and everyone else was, like, smooth yeah. or... Whatever the the fabric of their clothing, and someone listening is, I don't know what they're talking about. It's vinyl, but not all of them were vinyl. A couple of them, like the old man who I thought was an old woman for the first half hour of the movie. Me too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Until they he spoke. Yeah, and I was like, ah, well. Before that, I was like, I don't know if that's a mannish woman or a feminine man. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. straddling the line, and then, then he spoke, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, It was funny because it was set in 77 and a lot of the punk stuff there, which, you know, that's most people acknowledge that was the year that punk was born. Um, however, like, I, and I'm I, like, I'm fine with it. And this is just nitpicking music nerd stuff. But I'm like, most of the stuff they reference wouldn't have been well known yeah. in that year. It was years later that, I mean, and I'm not talking a lot of years later. It was like by 79 that that was... Like, okay, this is the point. Like, yeah. nobody in... I forget the town that they were in in England, but nobody in that town would have known who Didi Ramon was at that point. Yeah, it came with... It was a C, and it's not one that... And it's not Cardiff, because that's the only no, English town that I can remember. Freud... Freuden? 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 But I was like, nobody's going to know who Didi Ramon... I mean, case point, the Ramones had not yet been to England at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Ramones' debut album had just come out in, I want to say, September of 77. So. And technically, they don't say... It, I think it takes place during the Queen's Jubilee. Because yes. during during most of it, I'm like, this looks like it's 4th of July, but England doesn't right. have 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's one of the last shots of the movie where the mother is dancing with her boyfriend. I, I was My exact thought was... I've never seen this many Union Jacks in one shot before in my life. I mean, you see it with American flags all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, England is not the same. Well, the characters all walk out in Union Jack ponchos. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought, I, I almost felt like this is, a, this is them doing their take on Americans' nationalism. I mean, because there's 
there's fun little digs at Americans because the um, they think the, most of the characters think that these they're, this they're group passing themselves can, off as yeah. Americans and specifically Californians. And I and I didn't. The only reason I under, figured that out is because everybody had an American accent for some reason, but they're all in England. Yeah. But that was just part of the group, so I think that's why they thought they were Californians. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was uh, I, I didn't know or I didn't remember a that it was uh, John Cameron Mitchell. Who, I remember that. Who, yeah. uh, most famous for writing and starring and directing Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Now, did um, he was he the punk guy? Yeah. This one, like the the guy. Oh, he might have been. He might because I kept seeing him and I'm like, who the hell is that guy? Probably. I haven't checked the credits in this. Uh, wouldn't yeah. surprise me. He's also known. Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole and Short Bus. I don't know if you've ever seen Short Bus. Um, I love love Rabbit Hole. That's good. I did not love Short Bus. Uh, I mean, it's... I I would say that's definitely not for the faint of heart for film goers. I mean, it's very sexually graphic. I don't know if I remember that one or not. Um, There's two different characters fillet themselves uh, on camera. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. All the all the sex in the movie is unsimulated. So, because he basically wanted to make a narrative film with actual sex in it, yeah. But have it not, you know, because he he was trying to blur the line between storytelling and pornography and saying that he because the whole definition of pornography is sexual stimulation without any artistic merit, and he's and he yes. was like, that's bullshit. Why? Can't you be titillated? And also, I mean, I, it's it's a gross movie. I yeah. don't find it, but that's my own personal taste. I'm was sure. this done before Lars von Trier's stuff, or was it after? It's not that old. I would say it was in the last ten or twelve years. So it was after. So Lars von Trier's already been doing that stuff. So why is he? And there's already been photographers that do the same thing. Um, I don't know. You probably just wanted to make a dirty movie. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Because um, I know in the Lars von Trier also gross, yeah, in a different way. Yeah, but he sometimes his stuff is really gross, and then then there's like dog, um, dog town, yeah, which is bizarre, yeah. but still, I think it's a good. Movie. Is that the one where uh, who was it, uh, that? It's Nicole Kidman again, right? And the the second one, Bryce Dallas Howard replaced Nicole Kidman as the protagonist because it was there was a trilogy, but. Which is the one that there's no set, it's all in a warehouse. That's Dogtown. So Nicole Kidman wasn't in that one. She's in the first one. I thought she was in that one. She's only in one of them. And then Bryce Dallas, because a big deal was made of it when it came out, because Ron Howard's daughter was going to be nude and doing sexy things. And I mean, they're not sexy. They're, they're sexual. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard. Um, speaking of that, Ella Fanning threw up in two different people's mouths in this movie. Yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. I think my favorite shot of the entire film was after she throws up and she just has that thing of spittle and then she wipes it a little, like, licks it, like, basically enjoying it. Um, this, I mean, I think this must have been a lot of fun for her to do this film. I think it, I think half of it was fun and then half of it was probably draining. Sure. Because there's definitely, like, the middle portion is her, like, exploring Earth. Basically, yeah, it's like a combination of. You made a joke at the beginning, like this is going to be a weird sequel to Earth Girls. Earth Girls are easy, and then half into it, I'm like, 
that's not that it's <laughs> not that far off. Yeah. Um, her character to me was like a cross between Madison from Splash, the yeah. mermaid, and, uh, and then uh, uh, woman, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Lilu from the Fifth Element. Yep. Multi pass. <laughs> Multi pass. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, I think with a different actress, it wouldn't have been as compelling. No. Um, and she's, I mean, Elle Fanning is beautiful, but she's also odd looking and has a very alien look to her. When I was thinking the same thing, because when they do side profile shots, yeah. she looks like one of the aliens from AI. Yes. Because yeah. she has this really long... She has a long neck and she has a weird tilt to her spine. Yeah, and like her spine... This is going to be horrible for a podcast, but her spine's like this, and then like yeah. her neck goes out yeah. in front of her. It's it's weird. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, and it's weird because as adults, when they were kids, they looked very similar. But as adults, her and her sister Dakota Fanning looked very different. Yeah, they definitely do. But and I think Elle is definitely a better actress. Than, I think so too. Yeah, not that Dakota Fanning is a terrible actress, but she's no. I saw her in something recently, and, and she was terrible. No, she was pretty good. Well, there was that TV show that she was on, which I didn't see. It was no. like a mini series. Oh um, yeah, yeah, that's what I saw her in. Um, she was also in The Runaways. Yeah, but that was horrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, we need that movie, but we don't need the movie we got. I, I want to see that backstory done better. Somebody else could probably... Well, it would be nice if they had someone in... Because Joan Jett was an executive producer on it, so it would be nice to... I mean, and of the three main people that you could have as the executive producer, Joan Jett is sort of the, the lesser of three evils, but it's still tainted sort of in her favor. Yeah, and that's one of... I've been trying to see all of Michael Shannon's work, and he has a lot of like fringe stuff, and that was one of them. And yeah. he's not very—he's completely wasted. I, I don't even remember him in it because it's a fairly forgettable movie. Oh yeah, um, it is. You've seen Take Shelter, I'm assuming. Oh, that's one of his best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I don't know if it's his best performance, but it's one of its memorable. Is the movie Bug. Bug is really good. Yeah, Tracy Lance's script. Yeah. It's uh, uh, William Friedkin directed. Him and, yeah. yeah, him and uh, Ashley Judd. Yeah, because yeah. it's for like three quarters of the film, it's just two of them. I mean, it's a stage play. That was, I mean, it was the first two Tracy Letts plays yeah. that William Friedkin directed, the film version. I think that that's one of the first things I remember him being in. He originated the role on stage, too, when he was just a stage actor. He still does a lot of stage yeah. stuff, too. He, and he pops up in a lot of weird stuff. But he's he, a weird dude. Yeah, he is. I love watching him on like um, interview shows because he is. He's he, fucking intense. Yeah, he's intense and he's he is weird. Yeah, like I don't know if I could hang out with him. Like I think he would. He's the type of dude that you like. Don't turn your back on Michael Shannon. Um, I, and I think he has like. I don't know if he's bipolar, but he almost seems like he's bipolar where he could be like the calmest guy or he's going to be absolutely high energy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he did uh, Lip Sync Battle. I don't know if you know that show. I'm familiar with it. I haven't seen What did he sing? Um, REM. Um, End of the Hurts? World. No, uh, End of the World. Yeah. And then he did another punk song too. He just, he went crazy. It was, it was really good. Huh. I'll have, to, I'll have to look that up. Um, yeah, I would... I mean, this is a... Well, the feel of the movie had a very, like, late 80s, early 90s kind of manic energy to it that you don't really see in films these days. Yeah, but it was shot too crisp. Yeah. Like, that's... Like, they 
the thing about like in a couple scenes you can tell that they dropped in because it got grainy yeah but it doesn't have the feel of like those movies anymore. yeah and without putting a film I don't know what it would take to, to like actually make it feel like it was made in the 70s and 80s yeah. anymore but the technology right now is too it's too good to like fake right how crappy it, could it be. reminded me because I haven't seen this movie in a while it reminded me of my memory of Tank Girl the energy but I haven't <laughs> seen Tank Girl since I first saw it so it's playing at Luna I know it's or playing it, it, play. it was because uh, I was like <coughs> I forgot that Malcolm McDowell was in it um it's my favorite movie that Ice T plays a kangaroo in. Um, it's so I, funny too because I, don't even, I know I have seen it, but I can't. Well, and it's funny because a lot of people who don't know the comic, and I'm not, I'm not a print versus film purist at all. But so many people, you can tell who is a Tank Girl fan of the comic and who is a fan of the film because people who love Laurie Petty in it. Are fans of the film, and that was an introduction yeah. to Tank Girl. Anyone who's seen the film and hated Laurie Petty in it because of the comic, yeah, because yeah. she's nothing like the comic. Yeah. And, um, I just remember reading, remember Vice magazine. I mean, like, Vice is a channel now and everything, but it used yeah. to be an actual magazine, and they referred to her, Laurie Petty as this weird flapper chick. Uh, they're like that when that creepy, weird flapper chick ruined Tank Girl. <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty... My memory of it is pretty bad. And if I can't remember a movie, yeah. it, it usually means it's pretty forgettable. Yeah, it's... it's So many people now, just any movie, I feel like that's like 20 to 25 years old. People are like, oh, that's a classic. I'm like, just because it's no. old doesn't mean it's a classic. Empire Records, which many people love, that is not a good movie. You're going to hate me because I love that Every, I know a ton of people that... that I'm, you might hate me for telling you this. That's Corey Dickens' favorite movie. Oh, uh, that that's bad. Because whatever the date is, every time it comes around, he's like, "Happy Rex Manning Day." I'm like, "Go fuck yourself! <laughs> Shut up!" One thing that, that that always drove me nuts about that movie was the soundtrack. Yeah, because the soundtrack doesn't match up with what they're talking about in their aesthetics yes. at all. Yeah, because yeah. it's all because it's the gin blossoms and yeah, but Eve's he, plum. And then the song that is it Liv Tyler that sings no Joey so Joey sings the song at the end yeah like that song's not on the soundtrack and yeah. that's like the to me that was like one of the better songs talking about Joey Lauren Adams right yeah I think I think she actually wrote that song too because there's a couple films that she did in the nineties that she wrote. did you ever see um, God it's, uh, did you ever see the movie Sleep with Me um, that's such a generic title it is it's so it's Eric Stoltz Craig. Kilborn, Sheffer, and then Meg Tilly. So it's Craig Sheffer and Eric Stoltz are best friends. They're in their like late twenties. They've known each other since college. At the beginning of the movie, the first scene, Eric Stoltz proposes to Meg Tilly, and basically each scene is like like a month or two later. Yeah, no, and, that doesn't sound. Good. Uh, but so Parker Posey and Joey Lauren Adams pop up in a couple of scenes and. There's a country song that Joey Lauren Adams sings in it that she wrote. Oh, okay. Um, she doesn't do anything anymore, does she? No, and I wish she would because I really like her. It's one of those things that she... Um, I think her voice limited because she has a very high squeaky voice. Um, 
Yeah. One of one of my favorite films of the last 25 years, and it's a very underrated, not even underrated, it's a very underseen film, is a movie called A Cool Dry Place. Um, so it's Vince Vaughn, Monica Potter, and Joey Lauren Adams. And it's um, it's not a comedy at all. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, it was that weird period where Vince Vaughn wasn't doing any comedies. It was like a year or two before he did Psycho. And that was um, Clay Pigeon time too, right? Yeah, Clay Pigeon yeah. and uh, Return to Paradise. Yeah. Uh, it was around the same time, but I think it's the best performance he's ever done. See, I love him with Clay Pigeon. That's he's, one of my favorites from him. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of the shish, a little bit of the bad. <laughs> um, yeah, because he and Joaquin Phoenix did two movies back to back together. They did that in Return to Paradise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Joey Lauren Adams is great. In that. I mean, I still, I think the reason that Chasing Amy is still watchable to me is one because of Joey Lauren Adams, and two because of Jason Lee. Yeah. Um, Jason Lee's another guy that. I, I have a weird soft spot for his movie Mumford, and it's hard to find. I, I have it on DVD. Do you? It's it's weird because I loved it when it first came out, and then I rewatched it See, like two years ago, and I was like, this is not a good movie. That's the thing is, like, right now I'm in the period of, it was on TV once, and I started watching about five minutes, and I freaked I think it was when I was like getting ready to go somewhere, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, I need to find this." And it's funny because all the actors in it are great, and yeah. even the performances are great. It just It's a weird movie. It's a lot of character actors who usually get less screen time. Less screen time, and also are typecast with their in. Most of them, like um, Pruitt Taylor Vince, who's someone that I really like, is really yeah. good in that. And he's not. It's not like the fact that he's a big bald dude. Um, oh, is that the guy with the shifty eyes? Yeah, yeah. yeah I forget what that condition is that he has, but. Yeah. Because the first time I saw him in something probably 20 years ago, I thought he was doing that. I, I mean, he is doing it. It's involuntary. Yeah. Because um, some movies, it's more than others. But uh, I think I think people cut around it in some, and then and sometimes they just embrace it. Yeah. Sometimes they're like whatever. I mean, because he's. Did you ever see the movie Heavy? With Liv Tyler. Um, he plays a, a cook at a yeah, restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And Debbie Harry's in it. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. really good in that. That's. Evan Dando's in that too. He plays Liv Tyler's boyfriend in that. We've talked about everything, but I mean, we did talk about the movie. But this is a more meandering one, which I'm fine with. I mean, yeah. Um, it's just getting back to the movie. It's just one of those movies that it's hard to talk about without without just discussing the entire yeah. plot. And like, it's it's not amazing, but it. And like, I don't know who I'd recommend it to. Yeah, I can't say I was disappointed because I didn't know what to expect, and it no. delivered. Uh, uh, it's based on a Neil Gaiman story. That surprised, that surprised me. Yeah, and because one of the last shots of the movie, it's it's in a comic book store in the 90s, and they do a shot of a Sandman sticker, and I was like, I wonder if they got permission for that. And then two minutes later, yeah. it's based on the Neil Gaiman story. But like, the, clearly they did. The, the way the character looks at the end. Looks, looks like Neil yeah. Gaiman. And one of the things I was going to say about that is this is one of the few movies where they have a young actor play someone older later that they did a... Yeah, he's good. He looked realistic. He looked like a guy in his early forties. Yeah, with um, a ter- terrible haircut, but right. But it was. I mean, especially for ninety two, it was. Yeah. Specific. I mean, that's what Neil Gaiman looked like in nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Um, and he had just enough. Like he didn't look like he was like fifty five, and he looked like he was in his early forties. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, he was probably closer in age to how the actor, how old the actor really is. 
Because I, I think the actor's supposed to be like, the character's supposed to be like 20, 21 in the movie, and he's probably 30. I don't even know. It, it's hard to tell because... they were in their school uniforms at the end. Yeah, they were in their school uniforms, but that wouldn't have been college uniforms, so... Yeah, that's true. So he, I think he might have been a teenager. Yeah. But it's... I mean, you live with this mom, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, in England, that you can be into your 40s and still... <laughs> and that's, I mean, it's it's a weird cultural thing over there. Uh, I mean, Scotland and Ireland even more prolific than yeah. in England itself. But in the, all of the UK, that's a very common... And it's not even... It's not even really looked at negatively. It's, I mean, I'm sure some people do but it's just it's one of those things it's not as odd as like oh you live with your parents still right over here yeah it's as yeah certainly like as a peer thing and maybe it's just because it's so commonplace yeah um and maybe that's because the whole industrial like the collapse of like the industrial culture there happened earlier so there was less work earlier yeah um I don't know. I was I was just resisting very hard to take a picture of well, it's not our waitress, but one of the she was she was sort of absentmindedly looking at the jukebox, but it was a very like photographic moment but I was like that would have been creepy. It would have been like eh. <laughs> Well, because it was more the fact that I was like this would make a really cool painting. Yeah. But I'm already here you can't take a picture. <laughs> no, you can't. And what you can do is get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, I think I've sworn three times on this, which is more than normal on this. This is a... I swore once. Yeah, yeah at the beginning. Um, yeah. So, apologies to... So what would you... What would you rate it? I would give it a six. Yeah. It's... There were... Like, I would give Ella Fanning's performance an eight, but the but as far as the movie as a whole... I think the other... The other main actor too though he's he was a, really good and yeah. i've never seen him in anything before he looks familiar and yeah. i really don't he's from something yeah and i can't place my finger england on. that he's from england oh, okay yeah. yeah uh no he was good even the two guys who played his buddies and the heavier one of his buddies i know i've seen him in something else but it was a really small he just remind me of chunk but sure. I, but i i mean that could be a sure i thought they was, were going to do more with the third nipple gag with that and it was yeah a little bit like, but um no, he was, did you notice his t-shirt when when they stormed in? It was basically just pictures of breasts over his breasts. Oh, well, that's the shirt that he was wearing. So, little little historical reference. Steve Jones, the guitar player from the Sex Pistols, when the Sex Pistols were interviewed on television, he had a white t-shirt with a photograph of a woman's breast. That's, that's the same yeah, shirt. Yeah, it's the yeah. same shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, which caused a lot of controversy but it's like it's not a woman's breast it's a photo it's a picture yeah, yeah. so um, it, it's a uh, surrealist yeah and yeah. there was a little nod at the end when when the, the children show up and they give their names because one of them said his name was jonesy which steve jones is colloquially colloquially referred to as jonesy all the time yeah there's a radio show on k-rock and uh He's the only member of the Sex Pistols who's not a complete piece of shit. I mean, he he is, but he owns up to it and yeah. has sort of like moved on from it. Like I'm, I'm not a fan of the Sex Pistols at all. I don't, I don't find them that great. They're not great. Yeah, in fact, terrible. Um, the, they did do, and I can't find all of it. There was um, 
it was something it was something like 12 days of Christmas or 12 things of Christmas and I have like a first half of it that is entertaining yeah but it's not it, it's still not very good well they were one of the things because they're always talked about like being part of the founding like of the punk movement but they're essentially a boy band I mean they were put together by a manager Malcolm McLaren oh really and the one guy who could actually play his instrument at the time, Glenn Matlock, was kicked out of the band prior to the album coming out because he didn't look punk, and that's why Sid Vicious was hired. Sid could not play the bass at all. Yeah. So on the album, never mind the bollocks, here's the Sex Pistols, Glenn Matlock played, but Sid Vicious is credited and is in the, the photos. Um, yeah, it's... Ugh. Yeah. I always preferred The Clash. The Clash is a way better band. Yeah. Although The Clash would tell you, like, I, most of the time Joe Strummer hated being referred to as a punk band. Yeah. Um, what did they call it? They, uh, I know that they refer to themselves often as a white reggae band. They're definitely, like, I. the word that popped into my head was ska, right. but it's not. Not not American ska that yeah. most people, when people, it's the same thing with the word emo. Yeah. So emo was a movement in music that had, like, very little in common with what in 2018 if you say emo people think you're talking about I mean Sunny Day Real Estate was yeah. one of the you know seminal bands in the emo movement some people even say Fugazi is an emo band really? Uh, I don't know that I would yeah but uh, yeah so um, how about the Black Cow I keep wanting to say the Black Pro but it's the Black Cow um, so for the movie I think I'm right there with you about a six, six. yeah six it's kind of one of those borderline ones, six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I definitely, again, I don't know what I recommend it to. But Probably Todd Hunter I would recommend it to. <laughs> yeah. I know plenty of people who would hate it if I told them to go see it. Yeah, it's not going to be for everybody. Yeah. Um, and Black Cow, I think it, I think we already rated that. I gave it a six. Yeah, I would give it a six. And like I said, if it was a bigger burger, yeah. I'd probably do an eight, but yeah, a six. Um you should have gotten the sloppy meat. I, here's my thing, because a I don't know if it would qualify as a burger because it was a sloppy meat sandwich, not a sloppy meat burger. Well, these yeah. technically were sandwiches; they didn't say burger, right? Yeah. Um, but I all and I have not had a sloppy Joe in 15 years because so oh. I'm I'm one of four siblings, so we basically had a rotation of about about 15 meals that my mom would make. So twice a month, I would have Sloppy Joe. Um, but, now, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't, like, sauce and Sloppy Joe is kind of tangy, right? It, it's ketchup-based, basically, yeah. See, I always, that's the thing, there are certain foods, and hopefully my mother never listens to this, um, <laughs> there are certain foods that I hated yeah. all through my young adult adulthood because... I had it in my mind the way my mom made it was how that food was. Like, I hated Chinese food till I was, like, 17 because my, my mother would make stir-fry. But oh. she would, like, overcook the vegetables so yeah. they would just be sloppy. And then we yeah. would use those, you know, those crispy noodles that came in, like, a circular can. Yeah, the lo mein noodles. Yeah, yeah. put it in with that. And, and But she didn't say this is stir-fry. She'd say this is Chinese food. So, like, when I was in high school, my friends, like, we're going out for Chinese food. I'm like, ugh, why would you? And they're like... Chinese food is fucking amazing. What are you talking about? And I'm like, no, it's disgusting. Chinese, uh, 
Americanized Chinese food is kind of disgusting, but yeah, disgustingly <laughs> delicious. <laughs> but I, I, I will admit that I love egg foo young. It's yeah, but I think that's just because it's gravy. I'm it's a big eggs. fan of egg foo young guns too. <laughs> I thought uh, John Bon Jovi's performance in that was great. No, he's not. He's never a good actor. No. Um, I, I am disappointed we didn't go to Hot Supper because they have a pimento burger that we're gonna have to go there. Well, well, I mean, now that we, know, I mean, so the, we went to the it the Paradise Nickelodeon Theater, Patriot, Patriot Nickelodeon Theater, which we went to a matinee. I mean, it was a late matinee too. It was three thirty. Three thirty. Tickets were seven bucks, which yep. was very reasonable. Um, I don't love those seats in there. But. They're not comfortable. I shifted around. I mean, I was glad that you and I were the only ones in there because I probably shifted my seat ten times. I, I do that during every movie anyways. Yeah. 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 It's very rare that I don't. This week I was at Regal. I saw and Which Regal? Uh, Portsmouth. Okay. And for some reason, the theater I was in, I don't think the AC was working. So I was just like plastered to that leather seat. Yeah. And I have a bald head, so my head was kept sweating. Stuck into it. Yeah. And I got up and I was wearing a polo shirt and I had to like unstick it from my back. I was like, sitting there didn't feel as bad, but getting up, it's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry forever has to sit in that seat again. I had the opposite back in January, my second or third time seeing, yeah, I think it was the second time seeing Shape of Water. It was in January and went to buy tickets and they're like, we are letting people know the heat is broken in this theater. And January this year was brutal. It was brutal. So, and I was like, and I was like, that's fine. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, I've seen the movie already. It'll actually add to the atmosphere of the film. I, I uh, guess. Um, and the person I was seeing with, it was their first time seeing it. Uh, so, but uh, yeah. Uh, wow, this is actually turning into one of our longer episodes. Well, we meandered quite a bit. Yeah, we... We talked a lot about the burger, a little about the movie. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so we'll have to come up again. I think we should do a double header, uh, and we'll go to that other burger place, and we can do a couple movies there. Yeah. Because uh, there's, because I was just at Westbrook this, this morning. Um, so there's there's a couple theaters around we could hit. Yeah. yeah. But I like the Nickelodeon. Yes. Yeah. Nice, except this. I like them for what they play. Sure, yeah, they have great fare. I mean, there's, I don't even, I didn't even look at everything that was playing, but there's like at least two or three other movies that I would go see there. Right yeah. Now. yeah, I think you've seen everything else there. Oh, there's something else that was playing that I hadn't seen. There's a new Juliette Binoche movie. Oh, uh, that's been out in Let, Let the Sun Shine In. Yeah, I haven't seen it. That's been out for a little while. I, I think that, because the only other thing there is that one and Disobedience, which I'll see on Monday. Oh, also driving up the... It's the Wells Drive-In Theater. Sacco. Sacco Drive-In, which was playing, right now is playing Solo and Avengers Infinity War, which I'm like, that's a great doubleheader. There's, uh, somebody was doing Black Panther in Infinity War for a while. Um, somebody's doing Deadpool 2 in Infinity War. There's, and then there was one theater that was doing Infinity War followed by Solo. And then they, on the other screen, they had Solo followed by Infinity War. I wish people would, like, get, and this isn't even incredibly creative, but, like, do, like, some more creative, like, fair, like, have some, have have your new movies out, but then do something like play The Thing followed by John Carpenter's The Thing. So they, they can't because they have to go by studios. So the studios are always what, like, the biggest one we have around here is Weir's Beach still for now. It's four screens. 
and each screen is basically a movie studio, so they can't do stuff around. The nice thing about Sako, and I don't know if they do it now, but when, when Rai was basically doing stuff there, they did like an 80s horror movie night. Yeah. They did Poltergeist, it's something else, and I forget what it was, but they, towards the end of the season, like September, October, they did like horror nights and stuff like that. Yeah. And we just, they don't do enough business around here for them sure. to do stuff like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan Russell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Well, this was fun. And uh, we didn't get assaulted once in this recording, so that was a success. Yeah, and I think it's still recording, so that's always good, too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you again.